Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Charlie Hustle, Black Top Smack Top, episode number 11. We're rolling. We're growing. Thanks for listening in. Like I said, I'm your host, Charlie Hustle. I got two of my guys with me, Coach Adam Jose. Hey, what's up, you guys? How you doing? Yep, I know Adam's over there dancing. I know you guys are feeling the beat. Sano's over there, old and grumpy in his recliner. What's up, Sano? What's going on? Okay. okay. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Well, yeah, fellas, uh, with all those of you guys that are listening, we're going to discuss a few topics today. All-Star Game, trade deadline, because it's been a couple weeks since you guys have last heard from us. Sorry about happened. that. I'll go ahead. A lot, I was going to say, a lot has happened since we last came on. A lot has happened. That's correct. Yeah. We got whole, we got new contenders in the Eastern Conference. I mean, who knows what's going on? But uh, let's, let's go get started with that with that All Star game. New contender. Well, more 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 pretend. Actually, like a pretender. Oh, pretender. Well, oh, you know, Van- Adam. Adam, not too high on the Cavs move. I say that. We'll get Seno. to that. I guess. I say that, Seno, because you know Vegas changed their odds after two well, oh, after two oh, Cavaliers really? games. After two games. Two games. They went from the third. You know, they had not, not necessarily seed, but likely to win the conference. They had Toronto in Boston, and now they got Cleveland as the overwhelming favorite because of those two games. Wow. Man, that's, that's, I guess, that's crazy. That's, I guess what were the two games? At OKC and, and at Boston, right? And they handled both, really. And they yeah. both? Yeah. And yeah. And it wasn't, all right. Because yeah, they I didn't, mean, you know, after the initial trade, they didn't change the odds really at all. But after the performance of the couple games, Vegas then done changed the odds, you know? Yeah, even though I mean that, that's of, probably got a lot to do with a lot of the people were like, okay, we're going to put some money on the Cavs, and that's how Vegas does their odds, right? True. Reactionary. Reactionary, yeah. Right. Move the line. But still, that's interesting though. Right. Well, yeah. I still Adam? think it's Toronto, but. Well, you think it's Toronto? I think it's Toronto this year. You think Toronto's going to make it out of the Eastern Conference over the Don't, King? Well, I think it's going to be. It's going to come down to those two teams, mm-hmm. and before the trade. I thought it was going to be Toronto because I didn't think Cleveland had enough. Really? Now I think now I think it, it's going to be a good series. Wow. Pretenders. Who? Can, Cleveland or Toronto? Toronto. Okay. I know you're high. I know you're high on Boston, Adam. Right, but then I also said in our last pod that Cleveland was going to find a way and they were going to they're going to make a run at it. I so mean, yeah, you know, I was kind of I'm, under the impression I'm, that you know that with LeBron you always feel like. No matter what Vegas says, he's always going to be the favorite. But, you know, you just got to wait and see how it goes down. Yeah. I mean, before that trade, if they hadn't have made those deals, there's no way they would have been the favorite. Which is, yeah, which Even is crazy. Because remember before the year, we did a pod and we talked about how their team was stacked. Mm-hmm. We said some of the guys are older, but we said, man, they got a lot of talent. You know, they got eight, nine, maybe even ten deep. But five, six of those ten, they weren't really panning out. You know, so. And it's crazy. And the way the East is, I think we talked about this like a week ago, maybe on the group chat. But Cleveland, not that this would have happened, but Cleveland was like four and a half games from being out for the playoffs. Right. There's, there's the a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, parity in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. Right. Not that they would have fallen that far, but still. Right. Well, who never knows? Yeah. You know, I, I was. Uh, we'll get into that later. But yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that All Star game, fellas. I think the new format was pretty cool. I think I think you know, we saw some more defense. Guys took a little more pride, you know. It was a little more competitive. I think the uh, 
the captain thing instead of doing the east west i think that added a little bit to it right i still think they got to do that they got to do the tele the televised um selection so i think yeah yeah i i, I think kevin Durant had a great idea of you know you got you get the teams out there right before tip off and then you pick it like playground style that's what i you said that's yeah what I said. no i'm echoing you know what you know what Kevin Durant said, not what you say, Sano. Um, oh, come on. Well, I, oh, Kevin, no, but now you're praising Kevin Durant, so you're getting closer to my team, Adam. Well, Sano, or Adam, you know Sano has taken over control over Kevin Durant's other Twitter handle. So they're, ah, pretty, much, they're pretty much one and the same now. That is true. That is true. But even Kevin Durant said, I don't know if that would work because, you know, a lot of his, his exact words are a lot of stuff has to happen. You know, like yeah. jerseys in, in Vegas. Like people actually might bet on the All Star game, as ridiculous as that sounds. There's a, there's a spread, and you know how they're gonna make the spread if they draft the teams, and then bam, game starts in ten minutes. You know. What if they draft the team on Friday? And then yeah, before the celebrity all star game. That'd be dope. I mean, or you know, like I said before, have like a almost like a group chat situation where everyone's logged on and you could watch it, and then cats could be writing comments like, "Man, you drafted that guy over me, man. That's bullshit." Yeah, that'd be good too. I don't know if that would work, but you know, just an idea. I mean, if they if they mic'd them all up, or and did something on the court like that Friday, I think would be entertaining to watch. Might have to go on HBO or something. I don't know if they could air right. the whole thing. Well, yeah, I thought the game itself was cool. I thought it was better than the last few. Obviously, they were playing some defense in the end. LeBron was super excited when they won that game. You know, that was crazy. Yeah, he was. But we seen some traps. You seen a couple zone presses. Guys were fired up. The game actually ended on a defensive on a defensive style. Yeah, no, I I think uh, the last six minutes of the game were real competitive. Guys were really playing hard, and they were trying on the defensive end. And that final five that Team LeBron put out, and that's one of my favorite lineups I've ever seen. But AD with, wasn't even in it, right? Yeah, with Kyrie, Russ, Paul George. KD and LeBron at center. Where's AD at though? You know, on where he belongs on the bench. Ooh, on oh. the bench. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I like AD, but no that that lineup. You know, that's you know I like all those guys. So it's definitely that was definitely just as a fan. It was it was fun to watch and see all those guys really put effort those last six minutes. Now, you know, it was like. Minus those six minutes, I mean, the game was, I mean, it is what it, it was like a glorified pickup game for the most part. But still, I, I mean, it was better no, than the previous. Guys, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell the effort level was there, and guys were trying a guys little were, bit harder. Guys were fouling each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had, it definitely had add a little, uh, like, spice to it, you know? Right. But, yeah, speaking of spice, what Devin Booker in that three-point contest, he held it down. He broke a record with 28, but I think there's an asterisk, asterisk next to that because, you know, the old total was 30, and now the new total with the extra money balls is 34. But there's right. shit on it. 28 out of 34 is still pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. What, what did Clay yeah, get? I mean, did good Clay, for him. Didn't Clay I think get 20-something? I was going to say, did Clay? was it Clay that did? Well, even this year, I think Clay had 20-something. Clay lost in the finals by, what was that, two? Oh, Clay had 26? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I mean, Clay. Yeah, 26 and 28 in a three-point contest. PG was out there. I couldn't believe how bad he looked. 
for a guy who made I, so many threes, I was like, this guy, man, what the hell? Yeah, and I, you know, and Kyle Lowry, what was he doing out there? He, yeah, right. I mean, I know that that's Sandals guy, but I mean, dang. I just don't. Oh, my Kyle yeah. Lowry, he's, he's a good player. <laughs> right? But, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there nah. were guys out there like, uh, well, Paul George, you don't think of as, like, is a shooter. And then there's guys like Tobias Harris where you're like, oh, okay. And he was he, he was getting it, though. And he was. He His was. jumper was I, I, good. Yeah. He was in the finals. Yep. Did he get to the finals, too? Yep. Yeah. But he slowed down. He started off hot, and then he slowed down. Yeah, that was the underdog pick. Was that Tobias Harris? You know, you know, yeah. you know, like a guy you know who's not really known as a three-point shooter, but a guy I thought would be interesting to have in there would be like a Lou Will, because when he gets on fire, man, it's like an ocean for him, and he just starts hitting them all. You know? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's guys out there like that would uh, that turned it down or. It just seems oh, like I'm sure there was. Group. Yeah, it, kind of, it sounds like a random group. Right. Yeah, one guy I wanted to see. Well, I mean, I don't think we will see him anymore. I want to see J.R. Smith because he's oh. similar to like that Lou Will once yep. he gets going. Jamal, too. Seattle zone, yeah. 206. Jamal's never been in it. Right. He's never been in it, huh? I don't think so. For a guy like. What about Jamal? the newest Cav, also, Rodney Hood? Oh, I mean, I think he might get in there, you know, another year if he's playing. Well, we'll see. But if he's playing a year with LeBron, he might get he's those also- numbers up. Yeah, he's also one of those guys that's that can get super, super hot. Right, Rodney Hood. I've always said I've always been a fan. He always reminds me of like Michael Red, with that with that cock back jumper, the lefty jumper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All lefties can shoot. I know from experience. Uh huh. But yeah, the, the, the dunk contest. You know, I know not everybody was a big fan of the dunk contest. I liked it. I thought the vibe was cool. It went a little fast. I wanted to see Dennis Smith. I know he we left a couple dunks in the pocket for him. But his main dunk, the, th- the reverse 360, under the leg, switch hand, I mean, shit, that was tough, man. i never seen that in an NBA dunk contest. Oh, yeah, that, that one was impressive. The Larry Nance one where he uh, tapped it off the backboard, I thought that was impressive. That was cold because we didn't even know what happened one, at first. Right. So I was going to say that was hard to tell because I watched that one, and I was like, what did he just do? And then they replayed slow motion. I was like, oh, okay. Double tapped it the, off the backboard. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, the one where he jumped over his sister and Kevin Hart, that was pretty impressive also. Oh, from the side of the backboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. off the lob, yeah. I mean, he didn't really, you know, those people he jumped over didn't even really matter. But just the dunk itself, like he spread his legs, one-hand catch, like, man, that was, that's tough. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool, you know. I mean, yeah, I wanted to see Dennis Smith get another dunk, but, you know, he didn't get to advance to the finals. But yeah, well, let's go hop into that trade deadline. Talk. Hop You're not gonna talk about the moves. celebrity All Star game. Oh man, yeah, I'm good. You're mm-hmm. talking about Adam oh. his boy Justin Bieber. He should have got MVP. Ah man, ah man. Shout out to shout out to Nate though, man. Nate was out there. Nate Robinson. He right. was out there doing his thing. Two oh six. Yeah. Nate was, looks out, he, was and look- there, he was out there trying to facilitate, but he had a couple four pointers. Man, he he's in phenomenal shape. I know I'm I know for a fact he could help an NBA team. So NBA teams, if you're listening, man, take a shot. Hey, give it a try. You know, spark plug off the bench. We've seen him do it before. A few years ago, injury an injury or so ago, but hey, boy works hard. His little exchange with 
Barkley was pretty funny too. Yeah. We were talking about how it would dunk on Charles. Yeah. Oh yeah. If he if he played in the eighties and nineties, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was pretty funny. He probably would have though. He either would have got he either would have or he would have got fouled and thrown to the ground. Yeah. Back how they played. Well, yeah. So let's move over to this trade deadline. You know, I mean, we, we if our last pod, if you guys listen, we talked about the Blake Griffin move and how that will affect the Pistons and Clippers going forward. And I think that you know, we were pretty accurate. I think it's going those directions. Like Pistons are doing their thing. They won five in a row at the gates. Taking a couple. So of they're, I think they're what six and three with Blake. Yeah. I want to say Clippers are still, but they're competitive. Good team ball. Yeah, the Clippers got a big win in Boston right before the deadline. Huge yeah. win. Yeah. So that's uh, wow. Well, yeah, so I think oh, the trade worked out for both. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that you know, just to back up what we said is just the the trade worked out well for both teams, and I think everybody is happy. Um, right. I think we we I think we all said like both teams kind of got what they wanted in that deal, and it kind of worked out for for both for what they were each doing. And Lou Will keeps on killing. He's averaging like 23 yeah, a game, which is crazy. And that extension he signed, the Clippers got a steal with that. I still can't believe that. Right then, yeah, that's that. That's that new. That new. The new hey. deals are going to go down a little bit from what we've been used to. Yeah, hey, man, it's it's because of those. It's that 2016. You know, we got spoiled, and you know, teams were just giving out money left and right. You know, with the cap spike. You know, so guys Hill, like Charlie Johnson, you know, yeah, Charlie's guy, Tyler Johnson got, you know, a crazy deal. And that guy, right. Say what? Didn't he get 52? Yeah. The, well, 52 mm-hmm. over four. I mean, that's kind of what Solomon got, too. And then you got guys like Evan Turner got, what, 80 or something. And Alan Crabb got 80 ish, 78 or something. There's something there's something ridiculous. And, right. you know, it's. Yeah, so that Lou Will extension, you know, got free agents this summer is going to be, you know, some of those guys are going to be looking around. If you're not a prominent free agent, teams are, you know, guys are going to be looking around thinking, dang, this is all I can get. Yeah. Yeah. So some of those guys who are restricted free agents, like the Marcus Smarts, the Rodney Hoods, guys who didn't, you know, resign Jabari Parker, you know, there's not a lot of money available with their teams or with anybody. And I, I know teams are trying to, trying to be smart with their money. Trying to yeah, be the smart guy, with I mean, their money. The guys that got lucky were the guys that uh, got free agency during the, the television deal year. Yep. You know, where they had all that extra money where teams were getting all those crazy contracts. Like you guys just said, like Solomon Hill and Tyler Johnson and all those guys. That's just like kind of the luck of the draw. Ma, Mozgov and Luol. Mozgov, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but uh, not with the with the move with the moves that that were made. You know, uh, it's it's interesting to hear what people like us who analyze the game of basketball what they have to say. You know about what the Cavs did because I've heard you know all sorts of things with they don't like the Clarkson, they don't like George Hill. What's Rodney Hood can't stay healthy. Larry Nance is okay. Then on the flip side, I've heard, you know, uh, Clarkson is a great fit. He's like a mini J.R. Smith, just a scorer off the bench. Buckets. George Hill, yeah, George Hill will be a, 
a veteran presence, you know, a leader who can hit threes. Then uh, Rodney Hood is just a versatile 25-year-old scorer. Long as hell, and Larry, too. Uh, yeah, and Larry Nance is just an energy, like, pogo stick, you know, who just crashes the glass, dunks off of off offensive rebounds. But, the, yeah, one so of the just, about Nance, he can guard on the switch. You know, he allows you to, to play switch everything, and he can guard guards, big man centers. He can do it all and makes him real versatile on defense. Yeah, he's also, and he's also an, just an athletic big man that the Cavs didn't have. You no, know, they had Kevin Love. Close. They have Channing Fry. I mean, Jeff Green guys like that. Like, he's kind of like a Jeff Green, but can play a little bit bigger. Right. Know? Right, he can match up with bigs more so than Jeff Green can. So Although Jeff Green's pretty versatile too. Right. Yeah, one thing I was going to say about the Cavs' moves is I almost think that I haven't heard really anybody say this, but I almost think that it was almost a blessing in disguise that Kevin Love got hurt. Because if I, I was thinking if Kevin Love didn't get hurt, they might have just kept doing business as usual and kept being like, I think we're good enough, I think we're good enough. And him getting hurt really exposed and showed that, like, man, we really aren't that good. These guys yeah. that we have, like that, are now playing another uh, role, another step up. They're not. They're not playing as we thought they could. I think. I still think, even with Kevin Love healthy, that they would have made at least one of those. Maybe not one of those deals, but they would have made a deal for an impact player. Yeah, I mean, they were probably gonna have to do something because you know D Wade's old, D Rose didn't cut it. You know, a lot of guys, you know, Iman Shumpert and Fry. I mean, they could go anyways. Right. But, I mean, I think, they didn't yeah. trade. They didn't trade anybody that was really helping the team if you think about it including isaiah thomas well yeah we whether it's it, injury isaiah, or whatever yeah whether it's due to injury or whatever but yeah it's kind of weak how he got the short end of the stick i, I know that he was struggling and it, it was apparent he was struggling on the court he doesn't look um well he did not when he was with the Cavs. at least he did not look 100 percent, and it showed it. he said he was 70 Right, and so I think they rushed him back, back a little bit sooner. Or I don't know if it was like a, a team decision with Isaiah that they rushed him back a little sooner or if he wanted to come back right away. I'm not 100% sure. So it just it just sucks how he got everything he went through and then it's like, dang, he was the scapegoat. Yeah. After he got traded, he got blamed for a lot. Granted, like he did say a lot of things that, you know, he spoke his mind, but that's that's who he is. You know what I mean? And obviously, I think it didn't help the locker room, they per se. From bad. Ed. Yeah. So, it's just, it, it just sucks. So, hopefully, you know, he can um, Resurrect. have a little, yeah, with the Lakers finish out strong. And his free agency is going to be real interesting. Yeah, I think, I mean, I th- I, if I were to guess, I, I mean, this is just a guess, but I would think he probably had a lot to do with when he was coming back just because of he is a free agent and he's got something to play for as far as getting a contract. I mean, right. I don't know if they rushed him. I mean, he already was gone for out for about three months. Three and a half yeah, months. But, I mean, if he's he coming back at no, 70%. No, no, no. Bro, he, no, he hasn't played basketball for seven months. He hadn't played since May. Well, yeah, I just mean like, you know, the season started October. So oh, October, yeah. October, November, December, some in January. So, I mean, you know, I think he was ready to get back out there. He said he was good. And then, you know, then there was he was later saying he was like, man, I'm, you know, I'm really only 70%. So, 
but yeah, I mean, he's a, like you said, he's an honest guy, and whether or not he was, you know, he was telling the truth, some of those things you might not need to disclose. I mean, when you play on LeBron's team, unfortunately, the media is going to be all over you, and all over the locker room. So you don't need to attract any extra attention to the locker room on top of that. Right. You know, but hey, I mean, it wasn't like he was making shit up, but you know. <clears throat> And it just wasn't a good fit. It wasn't a good fit for what the Cavs were trying to do, and it wasn't a good fit for what Isaiah Thomas wanted. Right. The team wasn't gelling. Like I said, right. like Isaiah Thomas may come back. I don't know if he'll ever be 29 points per game good again, but he may come back and be a 20 points per game score again. I just don't think it was going to be on that team. No. I mean, I think we said in the beginning of the season, too, like we were curious to see how that fits because both him and LeBron are both guys that need the ball, right? Like they're ball-dominant guys. Right. And, and Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade's obviously like kind of, he's over, he's past his prime. But, you know, those were all guys that need the ball in their hands to be effective. I mean, I, I so heard it a stat. didn't work out. Right. I heard a stat on ESPN that said um, there's only, like, it was like 144 players in the NBA this season have attempted 180 shots. And out of those 100, 144 players, Isaiah was number 143 in terms of like field goal percentage, efficiency. Like, he was, you know. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of games of, like, 3 for 11, 4 for 14. You know? Right. He was getting blocked a lot. And, yeah, he, obviously his, his, he was a step slow. But, he, I mean, even his open threes, he wasn't knocking down. And that's one thing I was like, well, he can shoot. I was always like, he'll, he'll be a shooter, so LeBron will be able to find him, and he can, he can knock shots down. But he wasn't even really doing that. Yeah. I mean, he just needs to get healthy. I mean, I think that's it. And then once you know, maybe once maybe at the end of the year, this season, and beginning of next season, we'll see what we'll see what he really does. I wouldn't be surprised if he signed kind of like a short term deal to try to boost his value back up if he doesn't find the deal he wants. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he you know he he better work on trying to fit in and not talk about too much stuff because teams will quickly be like, "Look, man, you're already you're almost thirty. You're coming off a major hip injury. This yeah. is your what, yeah. third team in three years or fourth team. I don't know." And, you know, he's been on a lot of teams already in his career. That's not usually a good sign. And we already know. Right. I think I said fifth team in seven years. Right. And we already know historically, I remember I saw it on ESPN. They were talking about his defensive rating was like the worst defensive rating for an NBA player in a decade. Yeah, that's that's really bad. So when your offense. I mean, that's really bad if you're looking for a for a max deal. Oh, I think that's got to be out I don't, the window I think that's out, the, that's out the window, right? Even, even 100 mil, I think, is out the window, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, shit, shit life comes at you fast, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. man. It, it's just, it just sucks given everything that's, you know, happened to him. And then he got traded, you know, things in his personal life. And then the injury. And then the, he struggles. You know, he had a, he started off strong the first, like, three or four games and then the last like 11 he struggled you know so he played 15 games total so it just sucks it sucks and hopefully like we said it it, it works out for him where he can be he can resurge himself with the lakers and uh i i find it i find it interesting to see what happens when uh lonzo comes back and right. it is there I mean, do they start together, or is IT coming off the bench? I'm thinking off the um, bench, you know. I think yeah, right. I think he's off the bench too. I think I mean I think they see Lonzo as their future. I think they see Isaiah as kind of just like a stopover. I mean, who knows what their plan is, right? Like, they're not exactly in the market for a, 
for another point guard who wants starting money. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. But a point guard is really like a shooting guard, but is the size of a point guard or not even that, right. you know? Right. <clears throat> I, mean, I think, I mean, it's, it sucks because it's hard to say because of the year he had last year where he was, you know, in the MVP conversation. But I think his future is going to be as that, like, score coming off the bench. Kind of a like a guy he that's going to contend Phoenix? for. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, kind of like a Jamal Crawford. A lot, you know? It's crazy how so many <laughs> Seattle guys get that niche. Yeah. Right. But yeah, a lot of them do. We didn't even talk about how Cleveland also gave up that draft pick. Even though it was their draft pick, so it's probably 25, 6, 7, or 8. It's not yeah. like it's a super stellar pick, but it's a first-round pick. Right. I mean, that's where – I mean, you can get, you can find guys in that in that area, but I don't think that's a big deal for Cleveland either because I think they they still have that Brooklyn pick, which even if it's, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10 – and they're going to get somebody that's going to be able to play next year. Right. And I think you'd be lucky to use that 27th pick and get someone better than Clarkson, Hood, Nance, Hill. I don't know if you're getting someone right. better than any of those. Like, their 27th pick is like, for the Cavs, it was what? K.J. Felder. He's not even in the league anymore, is he? No. He might be in the D League. Right. But as I'm saying, it's like, you know, who, who are you getting in the 26-27 on a – championship caliber team that's going to make a that's going to really make a difference right so it's like well, right. you can have that pick a lot of people right. think a big the, deal about it but i think they made a big deal about it because it, it's tied into jordan clarkson's contract and it opens up a uh, cap room for the lakers to sign two max players which yep. which implies that you know people are thinking they they set you know they set themselves up to lose lebron to the Lakers. That'd be crazy. Essentially, that's... Man, that, that would be crazy if that trade with the Lakers allowed the Lakers to get LeBron from Cleveland. And like, for two for two max players for LeBron and, you know, example, LeBron and Paul George, I think that's their dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think the it was the financial aspect that, okay, the Cavs... Say LeBron leaves, then you're taking Jordan Clarkson on for two more years at twelve million. Which I don't and think is that bad. At this, at, for his contract, but some some experts, or you will, are, look at Jordan Clarkson as a negative a- asset. Um, for his, because uh, he's a volume scorer, uh, doesn't play much defense needs the ball to be effective but so i think that's where the you know tying that pick to him and you know opening up that cap room that's why it's looked at looked upon as a negative right i mean i, I mean shoot, he's, i think clarkson's fitting in great yeah it's only been two games but i think he's a guy that gets buckets that can create his own shot which is what cleveland didn't really have besides braun mm-hmm. you know Right. In the two games we've seen, it looks like a perfect fit. I mean, he's hit. But again, it's I only been thought, two games. Yeah, I, I was like, when they did the trade, I was like, I thought Clarkson could shoot threes. They weren't really saying how he was much of a three-point shooter. And I'm like, man, he gets – you leave him open. I remember I seen a stat right away after the first game. Hood, Clarkson, Hill, their average shot was like – they were the closest defender was like seven feet away. I'm sure they're not used to that, you know. They're getting yeah. wide open on the Cavs. LeBron's finding them. You know, there's more more weapons out in the court, so. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, 
we all agree, right, that the Cavs are better off with Clarkson, Hood, and George Hill, right? I think, yeah, they're better <laughs> off now and going into the future. You, you know, if LeBron were to leave, well, you got a couple of young pieces here that you can, you know, at least kind of build around with. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I don't know if I don't know if they, if you take LeBron off that team, I guess you still have Kevin Love, Clarkson, Hood, and then if you keep George Hill around, and but and then you yeah, have the Brooklyn but pick. I, right. But I did read if if LeBron resigns along with Rodney Hood, their tax bill is going to be like three hundred million or something like that. Really? To something like astronomical, like crazy expensive. Well, um, Gilbert can afford it. The, right. The but the biggest thing though is something we haven't even touched on is, I mean, you look at LeBron. He's, these last two games, it's like a different player that we haven't seen since they were on their 18 game winning streak. Right. Where, yeah, he's rejuvenated. You can tell. You know, some like life got shot back into him or something. Thing. And that's kind of scary for the rest of the East. You know, I, I you know, everybody knows that I picked Boston to win it, but LeBron, man, he's with a with a new team, and he's like he got some fresh, you know, some new blood in there who's like, hungry and ready to go. That's right. I, he likes man, those young man. pups. I think he likes those young pups that look up to him and will yeah. follow his yeah. lead. You know, right? And it's it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. Uh, you know, a, a real rejuvenated and focused LeBron. It's going to be scary for the rest of the East. And Boston. I think we also. Faltered. Yeah. So, are you? So, I think we have three different picks out of the East now. Then, huh? Adam, you still think you still think Boston? Oh man, I think I mean, I'll stick with it. I'll it's it's with okay, it. bro. I, you don't got to be a Stephen A. Smith. You can hop over, bro. It's all good. Nah, man, I, I'll I'll stick with it just because you know they're only two games in, so I want to see more. I want to see. Uh, I don't want to be a victim of the moment, but those two games were really impressive against two of the best teams in the league. So we'll just see what happens. But I'll stick with Boston. I have a, I have a good feeling about Kyrie. Who was the leading other, them? Who was the other team that Boston lost to? Was it? Cl- oh, it was Clippers. Like we said, the Clippers. Yeah, it was the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers got him. Was that in Boston? Yeah, yeah. Where Deion, DeAndre Jordan had a career game. He sure did. Yeah, the Clippers are. Uh... Half a game out in the West. The oh, playoffs for, the eight? for that eight seed. Oh, yeah, I know they have. They have. They The Clippers have as many losses as OKC, and wow. they're two games. Sorry, they're two losses in the two games in the loss column behind the Spurs. That's wow. yeah. Uh, three through like nine is just so bundled up together. It's crazy out West. And people say yeah. the regular season doesn't matter. Man, it matters. It matters. Regular season As you matters. can tell, shoot, like I saw, like I keep telling you guys, like off the air, Minnesota, all these minutes them guys are playing could come back to bite them because look at Jimmy Butler. He didn't even play in the All-Star game because he was tired. I mean, yeah, I think we, we talked about, yeah, that's crazy too how Jimmy Butler didn't play because he's tired. But just looking at the standings right now, Minnesota or San Antonio, sorry, San Antonio is the third seed in the West. They have 24 losses. The Clippers are the ninth seed and out of the out of the playoffs, and they have 26 losses. Wow. So that's all that's separating. You know, you got San Antonio, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Denver, Portland, New Orleans, and the Clippers are all within two losses of each other. Isn't the Jazz on there too? Utah's got 28. They're 30 and 28. 
And they've won they were what, right there. 11 or 12 in a row? And they, Yeah, they won 11 in a row. Shout out to the dunk champ, Donovan Mitchell. Love. Eaton, he might be stealing that Rookie of the Year award away. He might be. He's creeping. I don't think he was. Yeah. Any, I don't think he he had any votes from anybody for Rookie of the Year. Not from us. Dang. So no, four games. Simmons, right? Four. Yeah, four games in the loss column separated three through nine or three through ten. That's in. That's insane. Right. That's crazy. That's and and the good. teams that are mixed in there, like the Spurs, it's only Houston and Golden State that are, you know, kind of running away with it. Everybody else is kind of just packed into a. Like a jumble in the middle of the standings. Sano, I like how you said Houston first and then Golden State, which is the way it should be said. Uh, that's temporary. Don't because worry about Golden that. St- well, you know, I did see that for the remaining schedule, I don't know how that worked out. Golden State's remaining schedule is 29th, as in 29th easiest. And, like, the Rockets are ninth. So th- it's crazy because the Warriors have already played most of their tough games. So the Warriors have played their – you're saying the Warriors have played their tough games? I mean, yeah, the Warriors have played all their tough games because the rest of their schedule is the 29th strength of schedule. Oh, 29th strength of schedule. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sorry, but in Houston's ninth. So Houston has a lot more tough games on the on the docket, where Golden I State's mean, already knocked yeah. a lot of those out. Oh, well, the league just kind of you know showed Golden State love and showed them favoritism. Oh, oh. come on now! <laughs> Don't start this. But yeah, give Houston props though. A lot of people doubted the Houston, not us, but a lot of people doubted the Houston fit. Is Chris Paul is going to work? I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, I think we all asked about it. We were all kind of curious to well, see I how liked that worked. It. Remember, I was like, "Man, I mean, I think Chris Paul's smart enough; they'll figure it out." Like, oh, I, 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 uh, I knocked it, and you guys killed me for it. Oh, killed well, me. Well, now we'll kill you again for being honest. Hey, hey, no, I, hey, I'm, you know me. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it, and I, I I'm wrong. Yeah. But I do. I, I mean, they this haven't is won the regular season. Yet. Yeah, I want to see how they do in the playoffs. Right. Because we—that's yeah. been the—that's been kind of the the knack on Chris Paul. Both Inhard, of them, you know. Yeah, but that's—I mean—and the way the way that uh, that Golden State, I think so I was reading something earlier, like Golden, the way that they're playing can be kind of a tribute. They've so they've played the last what three finals, right? So they played all the way through June, and this year, how they how they um, spread out the schedule so they started like a couple weeks early. And there, and a lot of people were saying like Golden State just seems tired right now, midway through the season. Right. So they don't know if that's the, like, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Like, are they getting this out of the way or is it something that's going to linger through on through the rest of the season? And if something like that happens, I can easily see Houston uh, winning the West or Thunder. Wow. Or the yeah, or or a team like the Thunder. You know, I just, just kind of getting their right. their I, stuff together. As a fan. I just want to see the Warriors have to go through the gauntlet, and you got to beat Oklahoma in one round, and then you got to beat Houston in that following round, or vice versa, right. whatever it is, you know. And I think that that man. We said this in the beginning of the year too. A Golden State Oklahoma City series might be the most entertaining series we see. Man, I just I just hope everybody's healthy, so there's no excuses for nothing. They, you know, if Golden State runs through it, then they will get my credit and i stay there's no excuses so i just hope everybody just can stay healthy because you know we've seen a slew of injuries recently right i mean you could be seeing if we watch if we see an oklahoma city golden state series you could be seeing seven future hall of famers seven seven of them yeah in in a series 
what four on Oklahoma and three on um Oh, you mean four on Golden State? You mean three on Golden State? Oh, yeah, okay. Adams counting his guy, um, Andre Roberson. <laughs> Steven <laughs> Adams. Right. Right, Kyle Singler. Kyle Singler. But, I, but, I, but the three, I was thinking of Steve Kerr, oh. Curry, and, and Durant. Oh, okay. Oh, I like wow. that. Nice angle. <laughs> right. nice what angle. about Jordan Bell? <laughs> Jordan Bell's on the way. Jordan Bell is Sano's man crush. Hey, Jordan oh, Bell our, for... If they bought that guy for three point five million for in a second round pick, for yeah. for for a second round pick, man, that, he should be starting. Oh, he's one, hurt, but he he's hurt he should right be now. Starting. Yeah. That's one of the things about the Warriors as well is that their bench hasn't been producing like their bench has in the past, as yeah. a whole. Their bench unit, bench mob. Yeah, I mean, they got coming off the bench. I mean, obviously Bell's hurt, but guys like. You know, Nick Young doesn't even really get that much run. He ain't doing much. You know, Cassidy. No, Iguodala's still he's Iguodala still Iguodala, but he's getting up there in age I mean, too. He's I been think wow, he's just pacing himself. I think Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston are pacing themselves. David West yeah. has been surprisingly consistent. I think David West has been their most consistent bench bench player. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, all yeah. season. But I think Iguodala, he's kind of just he's just like man, I'm I'm ready for the playoffs. You know, screw right. the regular I mean, season. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, like it's kind of like the the like the Heat, you know, like when they when they had the the big three down there, they kind of just coasted at times during the regular season. Right. I guess all championship teams do that. Well, even you know that's and that's what people say is like the the Warriors are getting tired. I mean, they've only been together for you know with KD a couple of years. Like LeBron, yeah. LeBron's been rolling with this same schedule they're on for eight years now. You know, right. going to the finals, Olympics, but you know, LeBron had a historically bad February for him. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody goes through like slumps. Like that's like that's that. one of the things about LeBron is but he hasn't had that many slumps in his career. You know, no, you would turn this around to be a well, praise no, on but, LeBron. But, you know, see that. <laughs> but that is something that's like not talked about. His durability is obviously huge. Oh yeah, his durability is ridiculous. But you know, you heard it on you've heard it on ESPN when they say, "Oh, the cat or the Warriors are tired." How are they tired? You know, like you know, other players been doing this all the time. You know? Well, not not like tired, like. Ex- Exhausted. I'm just I'm saying, like, probably mentally, right? Like, they've been to three finals in a row. Oh, man, that's es- essentially that's like a hundred games, a hundred right. plus then, games every year. And then plus, we don't know how. Like, I don't know how the uh, the uh, the schedule, like modification, whatever they did this year, where they started the series, the season early. Like, I don't know how much that would really have to do with it, but yeah, it does Is shorten it, the off season. So right, and I think that was the thing. But they're trying to make it so it. You know, it was not as many back-to-backs and not as many three games and four nights. Right. They were really, yeah, really trying to stop that coach DMP stuff for rest. Yeah. That was killing road. That was killing on the road for, you know, fans that want to see the one time they get to see KD. They get to see Curry. And they don't even, you know, well, they always played. But other teams were benching guys, so. Yeah, yeah. like the Spurs. Spurs Spurs and Cavs did some benching. It's like, you know. The coach was like, my job is to win in the playoffs, you know? So that's what I'm judged by. So I'm going to do the, whatever I can do in my power to make sure my guys are ready to go in May, June. So, so do you, I think so. Somebody, I think we were talking about this the other day or somebody brought it up. Do you guys see a scenario at all, like any chance at all, that the finals would not have Golden State or Cleveland in it? That could be two totally different teams. 
I can't see it. You can't see it? No. Maybe one of them doesn't make it. Like, you know, let's say. Who, so who's got, a, who's got a better chance of, of not, or I should say, who's got the chance of being knocked off? Golden State by like a Houston or an Oklahoma or like, or Cleveland by like a Toronto or Boston. That's tough. You know, I obviously I think, cause I think Golden State is better than Cleveland. Not, you know, not, right. not even but by the, small But Houston's amount. also but better than. Their competition would make, honestly, I think Golden State is the more likely victim to not make the finals right. because of Go- Go- Oklahoma and Houston. Right. So they have better, so they have better competition. Yeah. It's just a different scale, huh? I mean, I mean, Cleveland. You know, they, they they could lose to Toronto, you know, but no, they won't lose to Toronto. I don't think so either. Right. I'm I'm not I'm not drinking the the Toronto Kool Aid like everybody and their mom is right now. I'm I'm good. It's it's one of those things where it's like, man, until LeBron loses in that conference, you know, and it's been crappy, but still, until he loses, it's almost like you got to keep saying he's he's in there. Right. So someone knocks yeah, we'll off. see. Yeah, I mean that would be unbelievable though. Like if he went to like Vegas, we had like a like a imagine like a Toronto, uh, like OKC finals or or Toronto and like San Antonio. Oh, man. Right. How boring would that be? Fans I mean, that would be the, the lowest rated finals. Ever. It would be Toronto, it would be kind of dull for Toronto is a big big city, so that would be kind of dull for them. Um, but I don't know. That would be kind of, it would be like New Jersey versus San Antonio back in 03. Oh, Yuck. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that, that brings me to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the, about the one through 16 format that Silver's throwing out there as a possible, you know, change for the NBA? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it kind of depends on. If you know how they do the schedule now, so like the east east teams play each other like three or four times, and they play the west twice, and the same thing in the west, right? So, but so would that still get so if the eastern conference stays, let I guess like not as competitive as the west as far as talent inferior, I guess, is it still it's still going to give them a boost as exactly. far as seedings. So so Adam, I mean, I'll ask you this: Do you if they were to go that way, would it still be? eight teams from each conference and then it'd be seated or would it be the no. 16 best records in the league? I, uh, from my interpretation, I thought it would be the best 16 teams in the league. So you could have 10 from the West and six from the East. Sure. You know, and you know, hmm. and that's, 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 that's difficult because obviously like Santa was getting at, it's kind of uneven schedules. People are playing un- uneven schedules. Yeah. Or you could so have, you could I have 10 you from do the that, East or whatever. Right. If you do that, you st- I think you. I mean, I think they should do the ten, the sixteen best. But I think if they keep the schedules unbalanced, they have to keep it eight and eight. Eight and eight. The other thing that could happen though is like, let's just say for example, you do best sixteen, and then somehow Houston played San Antonio in the finals. Then it's like almost yeah. like it's almost like a regional championship though, and it's like oh, it's just down yeah. there. Whereas like it's not like oh, it's East Coast versus West Coast, or not as you know, just it's almost like it's. It it's, might not appeal to everyone nationwide because it's just two teams from the same state. All right, but I mean, what they said is just it, it would just they want the two best teams playing each other, not just because they're from the same conference. True. Right. Like, you know I mean, what I mean? So if somebody if somebody in New York 
like when Miami was on their run, like were they really that into it because it's, it was Miami and San Antonio and not, you know, Golden State and San Antonio? Right, yeah. Like, I think they'd still tune in, right? If you're watching an NBA Finals, you're probably an NBA fan. Yeah. Outside of your city, you know, outside of your city being there. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, when I see California teams, I still kind of would root for them over some of these East Coast teams just because, you know, West Coast, right? Yeah. See, I do it more by player. Like, I just like players on certain teams. Yeah, true. And fan bases. There's certain fan bases I just can't root for. Oklahoma. Number one. Fuck them. <laughs> but, yeah. I know, it, it would be interesting, you know. That, that would be crazy if it was like, you know, if they did do one through 16. And it did turn out to be like, what if, what if somehow, miraculously, it was like Golden State and Sacramento? That'd be, like, obviously Sacramento's a long ways away. But if you had two teams in the championship like that, you know, it could be like New York Mets versus the Yankees or something. Right, when they had, like, that Subway Series. If they had that, I'd be like, man, I don't give a shit about that. That's their shit. Right, because it's an all-New York thing. I mean, two, two, like, two from the same city, would like Clippers and Lakers. That'd like, be, what yeah, if that ever happened? That'd be some shit. But I just don't want to see a knee-jerk reaction. Obviously, for the last few years, yeah, the East has been – or the West has been superior, but I don't know if you need to change a whole format, you know. Yeah. If, especially if LeBron goes, goes West. Then, it, you know, it would be kind of crazy, but, you know, I, I don't know. That's a wild if one. Lebr- if LeBron goes West – they might as well just cancel the East next year. Yeah, I mean, you have most of the best players in the league all in the Western Conference. Right. Unlike three teams, yeah. really. Yeah, it'd just be Kyrie and whoever else you got in the Giannis. East. You still got Giannis. Kyrie, Giannis. Yeah, Kyrie and Giannis, and that's it. Right. I guess you got, like, Embiid. I mean, and the crazy thing still, is the, these aren't... The Pelicans should be in the East anyways. Right, New Orleans? I mean, that's basically Florida, man. It's close to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oklahoma might as well be in the East, too. If you you could do a swap. Their location. You could, trade like, you could trade, like, Oklahoma for Seattle. close to the West. Right, trade New Orleans for <laughs> Seattle. That'll even some shit out. Trade New Orleans. Put New Orleans in the East. Put Seattle, bring an expansion Seattle team. Or just make the Pelicans and Sonics. Because their fan base isn't that great. I, 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 I went to a Pelicans game opening night against the Warriors before Halloween. Maybe a little over half full. Opening night. Come on, man. And that was against the Warriors, Warriors. too, huh? KD's, first, uh, KD's game. His first game. I think that, that, yeah, that was the day my daughter was born. I think I was, I was watching that at the hospital. Right. That was crazy. October 28th? Yep. That's my birthday, too. Oh hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. That's your guys. That's it. That's uh, our fans' cool fact of the day. There it is. Yep, fun fact. So that's a so that's an interesting topic. If it does implement, I see it. I see it happening in the next three years or so. Right. Two to two to three years. What about the uh, what about the other thing they were testing out with the four point the four pointers in the in the uh was it the celebrity game yeah in the celebrity yeah game. you guys hear about that yeah i can't really see that happening yeah i mean there's too many basketball purists i mean we're not as you know as like baseball is but a four-point shot man that's just that's just i don't know that's all too, too much too like rock and jock yeah i love but man rock and jock was so fun back in the day it was but do you want to see that in an nba game though no definitely not keep it no as it is. i don't i mean 
it, that's fucked up for a lot of the the old school cats that they didn't even get to have a three point line. You right. I mean, I mean, I mean Jordan, I'm sure that's how it felt to them though when they introduced the three point line. Right. I mean, Jordan, as you guys know, Jordan. I mean, the one year he averaged 37 points a game, and he made 12 threes in the whole season because he got out wild. of three point line. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, where now you got guys like Damian Lillard. He makes 200 threes every single season. It's like, what? Like, Larry Bird never made 200 threes. But you're taking Larry Bird every day of the week over Dame Lillard. Right. As a shooter, especially. Yeah, times yeah, have changed. It's just great. Yeah, it's just great. So then you add a four-point play. Well, then it's like our kids would be the ones to grow up with the four-point play. The four-point, you know. And then you could even have five-point plays, though. Jamal Crawford, right? He'll be the first guy to get fouled on a four-pointer. Then you have a five-point play. That's, that's ridiculous. You can't, you can't keep going. Yeah. I mean, if you're fouling a dude, a jump shooter on a four-point shot, I mean, yeah, you need to be on the bench anyways. Yeah, you shouldn't be fouling out there. <laughs> yeah, maybe I mean, maybe next they'll bring down, like, the uh, like the ten-point baskets. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, but what's his, yeah, what, what's his name doing? Um, was that Dennis Smith, or who was that in the dunk contest? Or was it Mitchell that did it oh, off it the Mitchell. other backboard? Mm-hmm. I think was, it was Mitchell. That was cool. Oh, yeah. That was an impressive dunk. That was cool using the props, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because before he did that, he missed the dunk. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to switch it up and do this. Usually, you know, you don't see people switch whole dunks after they miss one, you know? They right. Do a whole new thing with props and shit. He was like, I got to get this one out now. But, yeah. I don't know. So are we going to... Are we gonna move forward to what is it the the Come the on. mock draft that we saw today? Yeah, let's talk about it. New mock draft came out, Draft Express now with ESPN. Shout out Jonathan to Jonathan Gavoni. Yeah, man, he's he, he's the guru. Is, is Draft Express part of ESPN now? Yeah, he got signed. Him and his his crew got signed to ESPN. There's a, yeah, you yeah. go to their website. They go, you gotta go to ESPN to see our shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Pretty soon we'll be there too. We're moving to ESPN in about a uh, year and a half. Make that Katie, <laughs> make that Katie Nolan move. But yeah, let's no, hear let's, let's let's hear the mock draft. You got it up. So, at number one, it's Luka Doncic. All right, I'm out. Michael Porter's at number, number one. I don't want to hear anymore. N- number two, DeAndre Ayton. Number three, Mo Bamba. Oh. Number number four, Jaron Jackson. Okay. Number five, Marvin Bagley the third. Number six, Michael Porter Jr. There it is. There's number the savior. Se- number seven, Trey Young. Number eight, Wendell Carter Jr. Number nine, Colin Sexton. Okay. And number ten, Michael Bridges. I fuck with Sexton. See, I think Sexton's kind of overrated right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just from watching him play. I think eight, he could right? be a good player. He's eight or nine. I mean, you know, he's not rated that high. No, I know, but I think I mean he was he was pumped up coming into college. Yeah, true. He's supposed to be a big time recruit. I mean, I'm sure he'll still be a good player, but from what I've seen, he just looks like a um, like he needs one more year to kind of just get down the point guard position. I think. Yeah. Just from just from what I've seen, what, right? What, I don't watch Alabama basketball a lot. Who does he, who does he remind you of? Seen. I was trying to think of a comparison. Marcus Banks. Like, he's a scoring point guard. Did you hear right, that? like an athletic scoring point guard. Marcus Banks. Marcus Banks. <laughs> Just playing, man. That's a terrible description. <laughs> Dang, that's an that's an insult to 
um, Colin Sexton. Hey, Colin, man, if you're listening, bro, don't listen to Charlie, man. Hey. Cats what if Marcus Banks dead? is listening? Hey, cats were cats were hyped on Banks when he was go- some cats were hyped on Banks going into the league. Not like he was going to be a stud, but some some GMs like that dude. He was rising. He was a first round pick, wasn't he? Shit, he might yeah, have number been number pick. number thirteen, I think. There he was go. thirteen. You know, I don't know how bad that draft was, but or good. So yeah, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of that of the mock draft? I mean, you can hear my commentary already. I think once it's all said and done and he comes back or he goes to a combine, cats aren't going to want to skip on Michael Porter Jr. Oh, man. If if he's healthy, I think he's going to be the best player out of the draft. And that's saying a lot because this is a deep draft. I think but besides yeah, I think the, it, oh. the draft is real top-heavy, I think. Right. You know, top, it's top-heavy for, like, the first, like, six or seven. Six. And then, I mean, well, seven is Trey Young. Right, I'm Trey, rolling with Trey. Yeah, still. I'm not gonna. He's kind of, he's kind of. I don't know if he just hit like a freshman wall or what, or a te- or a team's adjusted to the defense to him, but he's not been playing well. I think I, I he he put up a um or he said an interesting quote is there's no player in college basketball who's getting guarded like he is exactly. Like, mm-hmm. So he he he's getting game plan for unlike anybody else. So that's a real interesting thing, and when you think about it, you know, for a you know six foot point guard, it's it's man, it's kind of it must wear on you. And he's only what he, a buck sixty. Yeah, and he leads the the country in scoring and assists. That's yeah, that's, inc- that's, that's incredible. That's impressive. that's impressive. And he can make tough shots, heavily contested tough shots. Obviously, he hasn't in the last week or two, but that's how you get to the spot where you're at. You know, now they're really just making if teams and if teams in college can adjust their defense to to have him, you know, to to change up on him like this. Imagine what they can do in the NBA. But I don't think he would be the main guy necessarily in the NBA. You know, that you can't just key on one guy in the league as you can in college, but, you know. But right. say but say he goes to a team like who needs a point or like Orlando or something like that. He's going to be the main player there, him and Aaron Gordon. So I mean, you go to a team like that where you need a point guard, you know, obviously, as you would know, the the teams are really going to focus on him. True. Right. I mean, he's being drafted as a, as the guy, right? If you're taking him number seven as a scoring point guard, well, as part you know, of you're nucleus, taking him as, yeah, part as of a nucleus of whatever team you go to, you know, depending on what team he goes to, but you're taking him, you're taking him to fill a role of, of a scorer. As a starter and a scorer, probably you're not taking him, you know, to just be one of the guys. Oh yeah, you, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily take him as a role player, obviously, but I still think, yeah, in the NBA, yeah, I mean, if they, you know, I think it's harder to key on one guy, and because you know he'll just dish it off because other guys can still get busy, you know, if you put too much emphasis on him. Right. I mean, cats used to try and key on Curry, you know, in college. I mean, there was the one game where they double teamed him all game, and he just sat in the corner. Remember? Yeah, I remember that. They played four on three. That was ridiculous. That coach. And they, yeah, and Davidson won by 30. Yeah. I mean, here, Trey Young reminds me a lot of Jimmer Fredette. I think I said that earlier. Oh, really? Jimmer? Mm hmm. Hmm. Just an unbelievable shot selection. Just put I mean, him anywhere. Well, the shot selection and that he just has the ultimate green light to do whatever he wants. I think. He can pull up from anywhere. F- from that standpoint, yeah. But obviously, Jimmer was nowhere near the facilitator. 
that Trey is. Yeah, true. But as far as the score and like the focal point of the offense, like it's yeah. similar. I mean, I still think Trey can be successful in the league, but as with every draft pick, it is about the right fit, you know? Right. Anybody yeah, goes to Orlando, and I mean, it's great. We just, we just saw Alfred Payton get traded for a second round pick, and he's not he's not weak. <laughs> I mean, he's not a stud. I can't I can't believe that trade. Alfred Payton is a, like he's he's not a superstar, but he's a solid player. I mean, his first two games he killed. Oh. First two or three games, right? For Phoenix, but but yeah, back to the draft. I mean, I don't know. I I think Bamba at three. I don't know if teams are going to take. I mean, Bamba is a freak. Size, but I just don't know if he's going to go ahead of much more talented players. Right, like a like a Michael Porter, like a Marvin Bagley, like a like a, a Triple J. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Aiton is the combination of like a Bagley and a Bamba. Like he's got the height, size, length, athleticism, measurements, and he's got major talent, skills. Dude is a man. Holy cow, Aiton. he is like a he's like a really built man. Right. And they said he, this guy had he hadn't lifted a weight until he got to Arizona. Say that again, yet. Yeah. And then what else was it about it too? His vertical and shit. Yeah, his his. Well, he had like what did they say? A forty-three inch vertical. Thirty-eight, maybe something like that. But they say had five percent body fat. Had never touched a weight before he got to Arizona. <laughs> and when they actually put him and they actually wow. put him on a weight program, he puked the first time he lifted weights. And this guy still looks like that. This guy I looks mean... like he was lifting weights coming out of the you know. From the birth, is he six eleven or seven or six ten? What is he? No, no, no. He's seven one. Wow, what a forty some inch vertical. I mean, that's crazy. And he can shoot them as we saw when he played the Huskies, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit before we wrap things up. He was hitting mid range buckets on the dogs on the Huskies. Yeah, you know, he yeah. can shoot. If he can develop like bit. if he can develop like a fifteen foot jumper, fifteen twenty foot jumper, like how Blake Griffin has. You know, like he's got that. Yeah. Mean, you know, oh Blake's developed a three now. But still, right. oh, if Aiden can shoot a three, then we're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's game over. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, yeah, I, he's depending on who gets the first Man, pick. Th- according to that mock draft, Adam, who who's the worst team in the league now? The Suns, I think that's what this says. The Suns got to go big, right? I mean, the Suns got to go everywhere. The Suns need everything. I mean, I guess they I already have Bender, but we can already give up on Bender, yeah. Well, I guess I guess the Suns probably going. They, they just got Peyton. I don't know. Peyton's a free agent, though. I think, Peyton and Booker. So you got to go big. You got to go Aiden. You could go Bagley. And they, and they got Josh Jackson last year's draft. So, so, so the top five. I mean, as of right now, would be Phoenix, Atlanta, Sacramento, Cleveland, and Orlando. If you, oh, fucking Cleveland's in there. That's just so fucking crazy. Oh, man. So, but I think, but I think it's tank season's just going to be nuts because this is the last year, um, that the, that, um, the lottery, uh, oh, the lottery right. rules. They're so, changing it up. yeah, they're changing it up. So now teams, I, it, it was talked about, and I, I read an article from Zach Lowe on ESPN. He wrote like, Tank seasons is going to be in full effect these next thirty games. It's it's going to be bad basketball because a lot of guys who are in, who are like eighth, ninth men, G leaguers, are going to be getting a lot of burn. Damn. As teams are trying, you know, this is a really rich, top heavy draft, so teams are just trying to load up, you get as many. 
franchise changing players in this draft. Multiple. Right. So what exactly yeah, Adam real quick, League. touch on that for me real quick, Adam. What exactly are, how are they changing the lottery system? Uh I don't know off the top of my head. That's just what I read. You know Sano? Uh I don't exactly. I don't know the new rules. Uh, are they completely doing away with the balls? No, I think it, it's just I think it's the percentages of like I, I, I think like the the team with the worst record doesn't automatically have the best percentage of getting the number one pick. Oh, maybe like they're like keeping right. it out. Oh, okay. So they're still doing a lottery, but oh, is that what it is? Something like yeah, the worst record. You don't necessarily have better odds. It's like the last three or four have the same or something. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. So it, it'll be interesting to see because you know you have teams that are actually winning. Like Chicago went on a big winning streak earlier this year, and. Teams like Atlanta were winning games, so now it's it, it, now that we're coming down to the stretch run, it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Damn, I, I'm I mean I'm not trying to hate, but if I was one of these guys, I would not want to go to Atlanta, man. I think I'd rather go to Sacramento than Atlanta. Oh gosh, I, I, there's no well, why would you want to go to Sacramento over Atlanta? Atlanta, man, I don't know. I just don't see anything on that team. I mean, there's not a whole lot on Sacramento either, but damn, man. But, okay, that's fine. But look at the way the, Sacramento's being ran. Oh, yeah, they've been bad. Yeah, with that, with, with, what's his name? With, organization, the whole organization yeah, is be, uh, being ran poorly. I wouldn't wish they anybody gave going to Sacramento. They gave, they gave George Hill and Zach Randolph all that money, and then they have a schedule – they had a schedule of when they play in their games. So it's like... Uh, regardless of the what's going on in the game? Regardless. It's like, all right, you play every third game. Oh, so you're, you're going to play on the 23rd, Zebo, And then take the next three games off, and then we'll see you back on the, on the, on the, on the eighth. You know, oh, it's, wow. it's something, something like that. That's pretty I, bad. I just see Atlanta so many... I mean, I guess... Sacramento doesn't have that many good players either, but Atlanta has nothing, man. That cupboard is bare. Uh, Atlanta has John Collins. That's my, like their one guys, piece. And, and, and the shrewd operator, Dennis Schroeder. But I think they, they were dangling him at the trade deadline also, yep. trying to put feelers out. So I think what you, John Collins versus what, De'Aaron Fox? I mean, okay. That's, you got De'Aaron and Buddy, who isn't much. <sighs> Yeah, so it, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's those those guys are going to be both teams are going to be really bad for a while, right? Damn. Yeah, I got the. I just pulled up the uh, back to the new lottery odds. If you guys are interested. Yeah. Talk so to they him. had uh, talk to him, Sano. So the new odds. So I, I hear this. So the old odds, the way they are now, is the team with the worst record has a twenty five percent chance of getting the number one pick. And then so on down, like team two, second worst would be 19.9% all the way down. The new way they're doing it, I guess, is the top three teams with the worst top three teams with the worst record, or I guess worst three teams, worst three records, all have a 14% chance of getting the number one pick. Oh, I see. Okay. So all the percentages drop and basically all the, uh, basically evens out, right? So like, the team with the ninth worst record in the league used to have a 1.7% chance of getting the number one pick. 
going forward, they'll have a 4.5% chance. Oh, I see. And I like also, that. yeah, right. Yeah, so it kind of evens it out. And then another interesting thing they have on here is so the team with the worst record now is obviously guaranteed, right, of a top five pick. Okay. Team, actually, the, the two worst teams were both guaranteed a top five pick. They couldn't drop out of the top five. Going forward, there's an 80% chance, or sorry, a 20% chance that the team with the second worst record can fall out of the top five. Oh, shit. Wow. So okay. you could have the second Dang. worst record in the league, and you can end up with, let's see. Yeah, uh, you can go all the way out of the top seven almost, just looking at percentages. So then, yeah, they're trying to change that. But next year, so this is next year is still regular lottery, but what you're talking about is the year after that? So this is starting with the 2019 lottery. Oh, oh okay. So not, not, not this year's draft, next right. year's okay, draft. Okay, cool, yep. Yeah. Next year, yeah, yeah, that's, that's when it's supposed to start. That's a good move. It's a good move from Silver. Yeah, definitely, I think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll help me. I mean, it just, you know, yeah, it makes it so it's like shit. There's no reason to lose every goddamn game and bring all right. the D-leaguers up. I mean, there's still some, like like the the 14th worst record, which is like basically the last team out of the playoffs, or I guess the first team out of the playoffs, is still staying exactly the same. Oh, okay. They still have a .5 chance. Right. Of getting the first pick. And then everything above that is changing. Your odds are getting I, higher. I always think about that one year when the Magic got Penny. Like, right. They, they defied some crazy odds to get that pick. Well, wasn't it? It was back-to-back years, right, when they got Penny and Shaq. Well, they got Shaq, and then they like, improved their team by a lot. Right. And then they still ended up with that first pick or second but even, pick. Even when, even when they got Shaq, though, wasn't that year? Even they, they were, like, fifth worst, right, or something no, like I, that. Well, I thought they I were thought. the worst because, shit, they were. Oh, were they? I mean, they had, like. Yeah, that was like they they were like expansion. Yeah, they were fresh, young. They had fucking Scott Skiles and Joe Wolf. Oh, man, Joe Wolf Je- and Jeff Turner. Jeff Turner, right? Jeff then, Turner. What? What was my guy's name? Royal. Uh, Donald Royal. Don- Donald Royal. Royal. Right. Anthony Bowie. Yeah, Anthony Bowie. You know, so they they were they were in the dumps. NBA's changed a lot. But well, yeah. Uh, last topic we'll discuss real quick is I don't know if you guys have been watching. I don't know if you're, you're, you're national or you're a, a local Seattleite listener, but how about those Washington Huskies, man? How about them dogs, man, tr- trying to make a run for the tournament, trying to go dancing? Man, I was worried there for a little bit until I got that win against Colorado the other day. They lost, what, three in a row? Man, it's got – Buzzer beater to Oregon State. Oh, man, man. That, that, that sucked. That one hurt. Hey, Karma came back around, right? We, we beat Arizona. DeAndre Ayton with that buzzer yep. beater three-pointer, and then it came back to get us. Yeah. Saw that one Ball in never lies. No, yeah. I think, they, I mean, they got a good chance. I think uh, from what, what we were looking at the other day, they had, like, the different, you know, tournament project projections. I think, what, three of them, three out of the six, I think, had UW in. And then the other three obviously had them out. Right, like CBS like Sports. first four out. Like CBS had us yeah. in among some others. Right, Adam? Yeah, the, yeah, that was the one I sent you guys yesterday, right? Yep. Right. CBS had him in. I think ESPN might have had him in, but Lenardi had him out, first four out or something. Yeah. Uh, what is this? CBS. CBS has um no, SI has us as an 11 seed. Wow. Okay. Uh, NBC has us as a 12 seed. ESPN and CBS have us as third team out. I mean, it's crazy because. 
we, we, know, we have 18 wins now. We have four games left. I mean, if we go 3-1, and one, then we got 21 wins entering the conference tournament, and we take two Ws in the tournament, man, yeah. there's no way they can keep us out with 23. That's I, my – I think 23 is the number to get them in. I think if they get 22, then yeah, they're I, still on the bubble. Yep. But I think 23, they got to be locked. The, the funny thing think. is, though, the funny thing about that is if we win three of our last four, we might not even play that opening day in the Pac-12 tournament, which would make it really hard to get two wins. You know? Yeah. Because if we don't play on Wednesday, that means we play Thursday. That we win that, we play Friday to go to the championship, and that well, would be super that, tough. But that, but that means that we, that means we have a loss. So if they go three and one, that they should be. Well, I guess the Pac-12 is pretty bundled up too. Yep. Well, oh, very. Close. Wouldn't that be a? Wouldn't that? That'd be a good thing, though, that we have that we're not playing the first day of the Pac-12 tournament. Just, I mean, just technically, that- but if you want to build the resume and get that twenty-third win, true. I'm just, I'm just saying, like it's. Be- I would think it would be better. You know, you finish out strong, and then it's like, all right, you get a buy. Like, right. You know, well, teams are buy- looking yeah. at and that. You would, you would think if they earn a buy, that means they they got more wins during the regular season, right? And if they, if they don't get the buy, that means they took well, they probably took a loss. Because for us, yeah, let's say we go if we line. go three and one, it's going to depend on what others do to because you know we could go three and one and get the five seed, or we could go three and one and get the four seed. It's not really up to us, you know. And I, I'm mm-hmm. almost saying if I could choose, I'd almost kind of want. I mean, it sounds weird, you know, but I'd be confident that if we had the five seed, we'd win that first game against the worst team. But does that win really really help? I mean, I think it's just another W in the win column. So, like we said, twenty three to twenty two looks different. Right. So what? Yeah. So we we beat Cal again or something we, like yeah, that. We play Cal, that. which should be a W, and then we'd be right where we would like to be, anyways, with the bye. And we, as of now, we'd play Utah as opposed to playing USC, UCLA, or Arizona. Utah seems like a bad matchup for the but Huskies they too. Beat, they beat us. Twice, I would though, almost... right? Utah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they beat us twice. Yeah. Or do we play them this week? No, they beat us twice. Yeah. So then, hey, you know, you know what they say: it's tough to beat a team three times. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. The fact that we're even talking about this right now is is you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Remember, remember when we uh, we did our pod? It was the day after Thanksgiving. It was Black Friday, and we were talking about the over under for UW. Oh shit. And, it was like, yeah. it's like me and Sano were over nine. And I, I think. was right about eight, maybe ten. And, no, Bruce was. He was the one that was like he thought we were gonna do weak. I did too. I think he was. So you're not. Oh, we're talking about over, over under nine wins overall, right? Yes. Yeah. Not just conference. Well, because what we win last year, eight or nine. Yeah, I think we won oh. nine. I think we went two and four or two and sixteen, right? In, in conference. conference, yeah. Two and sixteen, and we With lost Markel our NBA Fultz. player, right? And, and we lost coach. the number one pick in the draft. Coach Hopkins, I mean, you know, he should get coach of the year, especially if he gets twenty Ws. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I and I wish, I wish we could say Noel, Jalen Noel would get freshman of the year, but I think DeAndre Ayton. Is, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I mean, Jalen Noel was probably like second team All Pac-12. Yeah, that's crazy. The second team he's, All Pac-12 is a freshman. He won't get tenth, freshman of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's tenth in the league in scoring. So that's good. Is he is he averaging more than Dickerson? Yes, I think he's the team's leading scorer. Yeah, he's our he's our leading no, scorer. No, 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 impact twelve play. You know, I, when I looked at the ESPN statistics, I don't know what they show, 
but I just know he was 10th. I don't know if that's okay. overall season or just in conference games. So I think but you got to go to the Pac-12 website and pull up their mm. PDF file to look because, at. Uh, because Dick Dickerson, I could see him being first team. Just he's a double-double machine. Yeah, I mean, he's consistently over the whole 18 hasn't always been there. He had an amazing week where he got national player of the week. But oh, man, that was crazy. Right. So, so, if they, so, so if they do get, so if the Huskies do get into the tournament, are we going to do a, just a special pod dedicated to the Huskies just in the NCAA Hopkins. tournament? Let's get Coach Hopkins see. on the pod. Can we get? I don't on the see pod? why we wouldn't. Yes, yeah, so we're doing a we'll do a March Madness Husky pod for sure. Selection Sunday that night. And we'll, 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 anal- matchup. We'll, we'll analyze their NIT matchup. And it's Oof. something, since we haven't talked a lot about the Huskies, you know, we can talk a little bit before we wrap it all up and, and close down. But one of the things I said about Hopkins, you know, and I think you guys have heard me say, is that on paper doesn't matter. Like back in the day when it was Romar, I was like, what we had on paper was how good we could be. And with Hopkins, it's like, man, these guys play so much better than how they look on paper that they can beat anybody mm-hmm. on any given night because of the game plan, you know, and the, and the mm-hmm. zone. Yeah, yeah, specifically to the zone, like they were saying, uh, like as well as UW, like their defense has been like uh, ridiculous this year, right? In that zone, and And Hopkins isn't even playing with his guys. Like, imagine when he gets to recruit the guys that he thinks or that he wants to fit into the zone the long, athletic Nas Carter, six six, Nas Carter types, Matisse Thibels, guys like that. Imagine how much better this defense is going to get. I mean, Hamir Wright is one of his guys, and he's what six eight, long, athletic, bouncy. Right, man. He he's only playing eight guys, and it's what Michael Carter, Wright, and Carter. Off the or bench, Carter. Yeah, or yeah, the other Carter. And and Michael Carter only played one minute last game. Yeah, some games they only play seven. Right. And, yeah, I mean, you know, Chris, man, you know, he's playing a lot better than he was earlier in the year, and he's playing 36, 37 minutes a game. Man, Matisse Thibault's been the one that's kind of impressed oh. me the most. Well, and He's been he's, – he's just been a defensive monster out there this year. What did you yeah, say, yeah. Sano? You said something about Hopkins was talking about Thibault, right? Uh, you know, he said he's the best defensive player he's ever coached. I mean, that's crazy. And he's been in Syracuse for 20 years. Yeah. But dude's average. Dude's, dude's defensive player of the year for the He's Pac-12. Gotta He's got to be. Right. You think so? Oh, they oh, were talking so. on the Pac-12 network like there was no one else even close. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, don't know who else you would get. I know. If, if they were mentioning. God, who was the other guy they were mentioning? I can't remember. But dude's averaging three steals a game. Uh, he's not going to break Gary Payton's record, which I saw. He's still like 20-something away from GP's record. Unless he gets like six or seven steals in the next couple games, but I mean, he already broke the Husky single Husky season record. Right, GP owns the overall. It's like 112 or something. GP had. And what's Fibel at now? I think he broke the record. He got to 70, right? I think he might have just hit low 80s. Okay, he's got a ways to go. Right, which is G- Gary Payton, man, that's crazy. But yeah, that is crazy. I mean, he j- and he just changes. The, I mean, it's crazy how many passes he steals that the people are trying to throw down low, that he runs from the top of the zone and goes and takes the pass out of the air. Right. There's, I mean, these guys are throwing the ball thinking, like, he's not. there's no way he's going to get it. And he gets it with ease. Well, yeah, and like, then he gets a – he, no, he, I was just going to say he gets a lot of deflections too. Yeah. 
Yeah, even the ones that aren't steals. Like, he's, right. he's deflecting the ball. I mean, and then he so. had, what, 26 career high last game. So, you know, obviously he can keep that up. We're going to knock down anybody, you know. But, yeah, Dom Green, oh, man, yeah. he's playing. He's starting to hit. Dom Green's one of the top three-point percentage guys in the conference. Oh, yeah, yeah Dom, Dom Green. So he has a rotation of about eight, and they, they kind of mixes in uh, both Carter guys. Yep. They're for the A spot. Yeah, I mean, and then I still want to see Nas Carter playing some more. Hey, you know, I, I didn't know. I, I just looked it up that Nas Carter was 6'6. Six, six. I mean, I didn't know. I thought he might have been like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, but if he's 6'6, six, six, by the time, if he's when he's a junior for this Husky team and everyone that's already on this team is gone, like Dom Green's gone, Chris was gone, Noah's gone. I mean, he's going to be, man, him, he's going to be killing. He's going to have, mm-hmm. I think he's got NBA action down the road. So I think so too. At 6'6? Six, six? Isn't it? Yeah. Dang. I mean, it's impressive. They got a good future. Right. Uh, Yeah. Now I just, you know, you know, whether they make the the tourney or not, you know, you could definitely look at the season as a, as an overall success. But now I just want to see the type of, the type of guys that um, Hopkins brings in. Yep. He's got a couple guys signed in for next year already. Some super long center power forward. I wanna I wonder if he's gonna, you know, what happens with a lot of the local talent too. Yeah. Well one of one of the local power forward centers just became available when he decommissioned. Oh, that would Johns. be huge. You know. Brooks, yeah, from Garfield. Ron Brooks. So yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see. And hopefully, hopefully as a Husky fan, nobody leaves, you know? I know there's going to be some people telling Jalen that he could go, but I'd love to see him stay. And uh, I think Dickerson too, right? Dickerson might be feeling the itch, you know? I mean, I mean, it's, it's it, with the way it is now, it's natural for guys to, you know, put their name in, get feedback. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that, you right. know, just to see where they're at. Yeah. I mean, the new rules allow them to kind of test the waters a little longer, so. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get, yeah, you get, you know, get the feedback you need from the scouts. And if you don't like where your position is, then shoot, come on back. Right. I mean, like, we all, I love Noah as a college basketball player, but at 6'7", maybe 6'8", I mean, man, you got to be a wing player, you know? Yeah. All right. You can't you can't you're not gonna rely on those post moves at six seven, six eight. You're gonna have that Dewan Blair kind of career. In and out. If that, yeah, Dewan yeah, Dewan Blair was ferocious on the class. Right. He, you gotta yeah, have he, like he, he he I think he would have lasted, but he had those knee problems. Yeah, ACL. They were, both his shocks were gone, really. Yeah, they were gone. Yeah. You gotta have like a unique skill set. You know, like John Brockman was six seven, but that dude Nobody like hustled more or rebounded better, and you know, and he played three years in the league. You know what I mean? So it's just like you gotta have a for a six seven big man, you gotta have a real unique skill set. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, yeah, Noah killed against DeAndre Ayton, like he was eating him alive. But that was impressive. Oh yeah, that don't mean even you're the other just do that in the league, right? I mean that, but that game was impressive just because it was Ayton and uh, Ristich was the other guy who's also right. like what seven foot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? 
Well, hopefully they all stay, and we're going to have the whole starting five comes back. That'd be nice. You know, it's funny. If, if we do end up making the NIT, you know, usually in the past you're like, fuck, man, I'm tired of watching NIT games. I'd actually almost be like, man, with this team and where we were projected to be, I'd almost be like, oh, cool, man, I'm down to watch these NIT games. Yeah, I'd be down to go. These would be fun. Like, oh, yeah. shit, man, we're in the NIT. It's like I know we've been in the NIT before, but that's because we were supposed to be in something else, right? Right. And, we, and it's a last resort where it's like, shit, we – NIT wouldn't be bad for these guys, you know. But shit, yeah, we, I, I still mean, want that. There's tournament. always the disappointment of like not making the NCAA tournament, but when you're on the bubble, the, yeah, yeah. For this team though, like that nobody expecting to even play in a postseason, anything, right? So yeah, hopefully next time we talk to you guys next week, the the dogs get two more dubs, you know. And now we got those twenty wins. We hit that twenty win mark. What's their schedule this weekend? Oh, it's, it? uh, what do they have? Oregon? They have the Oregon schools? Or, no, we finished with the Oregon schools. Oh, at, I think we're at the Bay Area then. So we're at the Bay Area, right? We're, yeah. We're, oh, we're Stanford, Stanford, and Stanford, Stanford and Cal. Stanford and Cal. And Cal no, should be got, a W. That's, but, you know, Oregon State at home, back in Seattle, should be a W. Those other two games are revenge. wishy-washy, right? Well, Stanford, man, we got to get that revenge game. They, they got us here when John John went off on us. Yeah. Yep, and then Oregon, you know, down there. Oregon's always tough. Especially down there will be tough. No, no, Oregon will be back at home. Are we get them here. Yeah, Oregon will be they, at home. Yeah, they, remember they, they yeah. got blown out against yep. Oregon down there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why the 3-1 and one is going to be hard. You know, I can see two, and the third one, you know, hopefully it comes from one of those two games. But right. teams, we can, teams are adjusting. We can, or, we can, or we can hit the Grand Slam and just be 4-0. and oh. Talk to them, Adam. Okay, Miss Cleo. Teams have, teams have been adjusting to that zone, you know. Like, we played Oregon State. We saw Trace Tinkle. He's a he's a high-post killer, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll do it for us in episode 11. Black Top, Smack Top, thank you guys for listening. Right, fellas? Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And as always, is we thank our sponsors. We thank Slide Through Slide Through Food Truck, uh, Re Kicks, Break Bread Inc., Supreme Cuts Barbershop. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right, we still need to get some of that Kim K sauce. I, hit that. I was gonna say that, man. We still need to get some. Man, Charlie Dog, you tried it. Uh, man, they had some fire there, Sano. Better Did than they? better than any food I've had from Qatar. Come on, why do you guys gotta? I was looking forward to trying it, and you had to insult me. Insult me in my culture. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys Maybe for next time, in. Bruce will be away from his nap. He'll be able to join. So, by the way, Bruce, or... Bruce is our other member of the pod who, uh, you know, he was busy this evening. He couldn't get he him takes on. He takes naps at 9 p.m. He was just, he was in the lab making that beat from Blacktop Smacktop. I know you guys hear uh. <laughs> Making that beat. He's getting his freestyle ready. Yeah, that's why our, our pod went real smooth today because Bruce was not here. Right? Not here. Very clear. <laughs> Bruce is not here. We did have a nice flow to it today. We did. Well, yeah. Thank you, guys. And it's Charlie, Adam, Sano, and we're signing off. To the sound. Black Top Smackdown.